We're for Brisbane and Queensland. These are today's headlines from the Career Mail. It's March 6. Shops should be able to ban aggressive people who should be fined or charged if they return, the association representing shops and employees says. Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association Branch Secretary Chris Gazenbeek said there was an increasing need for retail and fast food workers to have formal protections in place and this should extend to criminal sanctions and more comprehensive penalties. In a submission to the Strengthening Community Safety Bill introduced after multiple youth crime related murders and incidents. Mr Gazenbeek said the union had received feedback of increased numbers of school children in uniform and unaccompanied in shopping centres through the day. Typically, they are in groups and will enter a store and disperse knowing it's harder for them to be tracked that way, he wrote. When they get approached by workers to see if they need assistance, they'll react aggressively, accuse the workers of profiling and harassing them. We're seeing similar instances with door greeters when asking to check bags and or receipts, despite despite it being a condition of entry. Feedback from members has been that while the abuse comes from people of all ages and gender, it's becoming far more common from young people. And if you'd like to read more on that story today, you can take out a subscription at careermout.com.au or download the app at the App Store. A 17-year-old who died when the motorbike he was on was hit by a Hilux south of Brisbane on Saturday has been remembered as the most loyal and genuine person. Jai Anderson died from his injuries at the scene and a 19-year-old pill-on passenger was taken to hospital with serious leg injuries after the crash in Burke Street, Waterford West. Police will allege a man who crashed into the motorbike was trying to recover his dirt bike, which had been taken when the tragedy unfolded. A 21-year-old Thornlands man has been charged with manslaughter over Mr Anderson's death. In a devastating set of circumstances, Mr Anderson had only just survived a shooting in September in which he was taken to hospital with critical injuries to his chest. Jai's mother, Jackie Cardwell, described her son as a strong and loyal boy who always did right by his friends. If you had him in your corner, you were set, she said. You just needed him to have your back. He never asked for anything in return. Police alleged the Thornlands man was dangerously driving a black Toyota Hilux Ute when he hit the dirt bike, being ridden by the teens about 8pm Saturday. The driver then allegedly fled the scene in the Hilux without helping the injured teens. And we'll be back after this. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. The cost of building Australia's new embassy in Washington, D.C. is blown out by a massive $100 million, with the final price tag more than 40% higher than taxpayers were promised. The seven-year project to build the new embassy, which U.S. Ambassador Arthur Sinodinos says embodies the spirit of Australia, will be completed this year. But the original $236.9 million bill has skyrocketed to at least $337 million because of construction, cost over 
overruns, supply chain problems during the pandemic and the weak Australian dollar. The new embassy will boast views of the White House from the site of Australia's original home in Washington, which opened in 1964 on the famous Embassy Row. In the 2015 budget, the federal government unveiled plans to demolish the old embassy, believing it had fallen into a state of disrepair. Instead of buying a new building elsewhere in the US capital, the government chose to keep the $57 million block of land and construct a new purpose-built embassy while relocating its functions during the works to the nearby National Geographic building. And mark it down as a sporting earthquake which not simply shook up the NRL but changed the fabric of Queensland sport. The afternoon when a team taunted for not being able to sign a star player suddenly appeared to have a galaxy of them. The afternoon when a team which had never played an official game beat a club which is 125 years old. There was no logical way of predicting it would happen but it did. The Dolphins' performance to upend the Sydney Roosters 28-18 in their debut game in the NRL after being given around 450 days to assemble a team ranks as a red letter day in Queensland sporting history. The Dolphins are so new and Raw that coach Wayne Bennett admitted to the ABC he still didn't know a note of the team song but planned to urgently learn it. The fallout is even bigger than the game itself. That's the latest headlines from the Career Mail. For updates and breaking news throughout the day, take out a subscription at careermail.com.au. We'll have another update for you tomorrow. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.